Well, what's the title of our series right now? Who are you? Who are you? And I I, I just tell you right now, you're going to leave here tonight different than when you came in here. I mean, I think it's that way every night, but but tonight it's just going to be a little bit stronger. You're going to leave here. How many tonight you can say that there are things in your life that you desire to see happen that haven't happened yet? My hand's up. Come on, put them all up. Everybody that has has some stuff that hasn't manifested yet, okay, in your life. Man, okay. So that's probably most of us. And if the rest of you that didn't raise your hand, think about it a little bit. You think of something else. There's always something. We got things that we want to see happen. But... You know, what we're gonna what we're gonna look at tonight. I'm gonna review just a little bit about what we talked about last week, last Wednesday. But really, being absolutely convinced of who you are is something that you have to maintain. Every minute of every day. There's some scriptures in the Bible that are just, you know, there you, you can't, well, most of the scriptures in the Bible, you can't skirt around, but there's certain ones that just kind of stick with you. I can do all things through Christ who is my strength. Something about that. That all things statement leaves nothing out. There's not anything in life, not anything that you have ever faced, ever will face, or things of the past, I don't care what, what it is, that you can't overcome. And, and, and we have to see ourselves that way. We have to see that's who we are. We, we are these as we talked about last week, we, we are these overcoming, we're, we're these overcomers who are overcoming. And when my faith is in the fact that He overcame, and now by the Holy Spirit, He lives inside of me, then what He overcame, I overcame. But then the next part of that Verse says, and this is the victory that overcomes is my faith. But, but, but it's not my faith in my faith. It's my faith in the fact that he overcame. And I have to maintain that every day. I mean, every minute of every day. When I first got saved, nobody ever told me that. This is a every minute of every day lifestyle? I mean, I thought it's just like, it's a Wednesday, Sunday thing. You show up and hear some word and then, then you go 
live your life the best you can do. Well, if you want to, I don't know about you, but I've tried that. It don't work. The best I can do, it's not good enough. But, but what he's already done is where I've learned to camp out in. So I'm camping out in what he's already done because all he does is, all the Holy Spirit reminds me of is who I am. Who am I? So, um, so let's, let's, just, let's just look at a few verses of Scripture. Um, Hebrews 5 and verse 12. <clears throat> so, so what I'm going to do, as I did last week, is I'm going to tell you some things that the Word says about you that you are. And then I'm going to show you what you have to do to maintain that. It won't just happen because He said it. It will happen because He said it and because of what you do with it. And, and, and that, that's, what we, that's what we have to embrace all the time. That's what's 24-7 is our constant embracing. The, 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 the truth is, you would think that that sounds really difficult, but the more you do it, the more accustomed you get to it, the, the easier it gets. You know what's really easy? Just sitting around doing nothing. But the fruit of that, phew, stinks. It's no good. It doesn't produce anything. Nothing. You sit around and do nothing. God wants us productive and He wants us living in the empowerment that he paid for for us. You know, Sunday was our Heart for the House offering. Many of you sewed into that and sewed something that is beyond sacrificial. And it's what Dr. Evanzini preached the Sunday that he shared on the precious offering. It was something that was precious from the heart. And come back to Hebrews 5. Look at Psalm 92 and verse 13. Psalm 92, 13. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish in the courts of of our God. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness. Everything belongs to God. Everything does. So the earth is His. So when you're planted in the house, in the church, when you're part of the body of Christ, when you're planted, you'll flourish out there. We did something, and we're going to do something once a year. We did it on purpose. And 
my wife and I have been and will continue to have before us your offerings and what you gave in the heart for the house offering. And we continually are praying over those and commanding supernatural financial release into your lives as you operate in the courts of our God. As you operate out there in the courts and the businesses and the jobs and the things that you have, the favor of God is on your life. We believe that you're prospering. Heart for the house offering was not to take something from you, it was to get something to you. And when something is precious and it's close to your heart and it moves your life, it moves you, something happens with that. If you're here tonight and you say, you know, what, what, what was that? You still have time, you can, you can give into it. You, you, can, you can sow into it. But, but here's, here's the thing, and, and I, I've, I've got to say this, I'll probably share this again on Sunday too, just for those that weren't here tonight that sowed into this. But in Ezekiel 44, in verse 30, verse 29, and they shall eat the grain offering and the sin offering and the trespass offering. Every dedicated thing in Israel shall be theirs. The best of the first fruits of any kind and every sacrifice of any kind from all the sacrifices shall be the priests. You shall give to the priests the first of your ground to cause the blessing to rest on your house. As we sow seed, as you sowed into the heart for the house offering, and you did it from the heart, what we've done as the under-shepherds of the house is that we've prayed for the commanded blessing to rest upon your household. Something happens when you do something you've never done before, it causes things to happen that you've never seen happen before. And, and, and so, who we are individually are people who've been created in the image of God and old things are passed away and everything is brand new. And when you begin to say things like that over yourself and you don't feel that way, you don't feel like things are that way, you don't feel like old things are passed away. You feel like things are haunting you and on top of you. As you begin to declare who God says that you are, then that's who you are. And then what happens over time is you become who He says you are instead of becoming what other people say about you. Now, I want to go back to Hebrew, Hebrews 5. And, and I want to show you a couple things about what the Word says about us, but what it teaches about how to change our mindset and change who we think we are. Verse 12 says, 
For though by this time you ought to be teachers, you need someone to teach you again the first principles of the oracles of God. You have come to need milk and not solid food. For everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled. He's unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he's a baby. But solid food belongs to those who are full of who are of full age, that is those who by reason of use have their senses exercised to discern both good and evil, what's right and wrong. Verse 13, it says, again, everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in what's right. Now, follow with me here. Proverbs 18 and verse 21 says, Proverbs 18, 21, death and life are in the power of God. Is that what it says? No, 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 the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Those that love it shall eat its fruit. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Death and life are in the power of this. Death and life in this life are in the power of what I say. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. Watch, watch uh, 23rd chapter of Proverbs in verse 7. Proverbs 23, 7. Think about that verse right there. 23.7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so he is. As he thinks in his heart, he is. As you think in your heart, that's the way you are. There's another verse, and we won't look at it tonight, but just remember it's somewhere in Matthew 12 and something like 34 to 7. And it says, um, it says, no, that's not the right verse. It's another verse. But this is a verse, and this is what it says. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. As a man thinks in his heart, he is. And out of the abundance of what's in you is what's going to come out of you. Okay? So the key to the whole thing right there, there's, there's two keys to that. Number one, awareness, right? Being made aware of what you're thinking. And then the second thing is changing it. So, the way you change what you think about yourself is changing what you say about yourself. We've got to begin to say what God says that we are. Who are you today? I said last week, if you you think you're a loser, then as a man thinks, that's the way he is. 
I can tell you you're not, but at the end of the day, when you lay down at night and you lay your head on your pillow and you think you're a loser, no matter what anybody else has said, no matter how many services you sit in, no matter how much word you hear or things that want to change you, you will continue to be a loser because you think you are. That's why if a person is a loser in their own mind, God never created a loser ever. Nobody is a loser. God didn't make losers. But if you think you are, what's going to ultimately happen? If you think you're a loser and it never changes, you're going to go to the grave prematurely, not fulfilling the purpose and plan God put you on this earth. Because he didn't create you to lose. He created you to win. And he created you to be successful. And he created you an overcomer. And he created you to be empowered, to be able to do anything that he has empowered you to do. He created you that way. But if you remain with a loser attitude, it's because you didn't do what needed to be done to change the perception of how you see yourself. Do you know how many... I, 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 this was, I was sitting somewhere and I was reading a Reader's Digest one time, long time ago. And there was this study that had been done about how people perceived themselves and then when people found out how other people saw them. You know, in most cases, in most cases, people viewed the person totally opposite of, them, of, of how they viewed themselves. And in, and in the cases, I, I don't remember what the statistics were, but it, it, it seemed like in most of the cases where people thought that they weren't anything, people viewed them as, as something. So, so other people viewed them totally different than what their perception was. Why? Because there's stuff in them that got put in them, mindsets that, got, that controlled their mind in, in their life somewhere along the road, and they didn't, get, they didn't get that out. And the only way that you can get that out is through what you say. It's where it begins. Death and life is in the power of the tongue. Life is God. Death is separation from God. And, 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 and what that separation from God represents in a person's life on a day-to-day basis is that the enemy out there convinces people that God can't do what he said. We need to be camping out in this realm where all we're listening to and meditating and speaking out of our mouth is what God says about us. See, that, he, this, that, that passage in Hebrews 5, he said, he said, those, wait a minute. Everyone who partakes only of milk is unskilled in the word of righteousness, for he's a baby. But solid food belongs to those who are of full age. That is, those who by reason of use, reason of use, have their senses exercised. Use of what? This. Tongue. When we exercise our tongue and we begin to say what God says about us and what God says that we are, it begins to change over time. I'm not talking about in two days. 
If you're 30 years old and you've had a loser mentality for 30 years, it's not going to happen. It's not going to change in two days. But you can start today by beginning to say some things that God says about you that will begin to change your perception of yourself that will totally change your whole destiny. I've said this before because we've, we've taught classes on this for years about understanding what your destiny and your purpose on the planet is. And, and, and I've said this before, and I've, I've had a whole lot of people that really embraced what I said when I said this, but I, but I made this statement, I've made it many times, that many people are not doing today what God really intended for them to do because they're too afraid to do it. And, and when you're in fear, you can't ever see, well, so, so-and-so can do that, but not me. Well, I've had these thoughts, Pastor, but you know, how could I ever do something like that? See, because it's the perception of yourself. You don't see yourself the way God sees you. And it's, you know, I mean, for years I didn't. And, and after 35 years of salvation, there's still days when thoughts come to my head to try to convince me that I'm not who God says that I am. But how do I change that? You know, just because I've been born again for over 35 years, will all those things go away? Absolutely not. In fact, the, the attacks come even more. But how do I deal with it? No, it's a lie. Bible says this. Bible says this. Bible says I'm this. The Bible says I'm this. The Bible says I'm this. That's why in my iPad right here, I have personal confessions that I speak every morning. And, and this one page of personal confessions that I've written out myself that pertain to me personally. Well, you know, don't, don't you pray for the nations? Yeah, yeah. But I'm no good for the nations if I think I'm no good. You're no good for your spouse if you think you're no good. You better be speaking the word over yourself first. That's not selfish. That's God. Hmm? And every day, no matter how I feel, no matter what it looks like or, or whatever, every day I speak these and, and sometimes multiple times a day I remind myself of them. Most of them, there's 47 confessions in there that I've typed out and most of those, I can, I can read it without even looking at it. Why? Because it's a part of me. I'd rather not eat physical food. I'd rather not eat natural food than not eat this. And he said, life and death, success or being a failure, is in what you say. We have to have our senses trained to be able to discern what that is. Another verse kind of says the same thing. Romans 12 and verse 1. This is a challenge for you for just every day. This is how you make the changes. This is how we begin to see ourselves the way God sees that we are. Who am I today versus who God sees that I am? Many times are as far as the east is from the west. But, it's, but, but we're not helpless trying to figure out how to do it. We've got the Spirit of God, we've got the Word of God, we've got all, the, all of heaven backing us up. 
and we can do this thing. And, it, and, it, and it, I don't care if you've been born again for two days or you've been born again for 30 years. If a person that's been born again for two days gets a hold of something like I'm talking to you about tonight and a person that's been born again for 30 years has never done anything with it, they're both more than likely about in the same position. And you could have read the Bible backwards and forward. But if you're not putting the Word of God to work on your behalf with your mouth, then you're going to live in a place where you're separated from believing that God will do what He said He'll do. I've got... Jessica, how many... How many how many of those confession books do I have in that back room back there? Is there maybe 15 or 20 of them in there? Okay. After the service is over with, if you don't have any confession books, I'm going to give you a confession book and we'll scramble around and find all the ones we can. I'll go rob some out of Mr. Dunning's office. <clears throat> but we'll put a confession book, just a little paperback thing. It's got some confessions and stuff over specific subjects. And you need those things. You've got to have something that is a tool that leads you to a place where you find yourself every day, every day, filling your mouth with what the Word says about you so that you combat what your past tries to haunt you with. Everybody has a past. And spiritually speaking, old things are passed away and everything is brand new. But how many know tonight, you don't necessarily feel like that every day? And if you tell me you do, you're lying. Or you're, you know, you only come to service on Wednesday and you live in Mars on the, other, the, the rest of the time. You fly here in your spaceship or you, from Roswell or somewhere. Anyway, I was going to read Romans 12, right? I didn't. Is that right? I didn't. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed, how? By the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. The perfect will of God what the perfect will of God is for your life. Because what happens is, all right, just somebody, now, I'll just say it. You cannot renew your mind without your mouth. You got thoughts running across your mind and you're, What I just said in my mind was, I command you to leave now in Jesus' name. But you didn't know that, the devil didn't know that, and you're not hearing yourself say it. You cannot renew your mind without your mouth. And I'll just encourage you in this. Most of the time when I read the Bible, if I'm reading the Bible, I read it out loud. Maybe sometimes you can't, maybe you're in a you're working, you're on coffee break or something, and you're, you've got a Bible, and you're just reading it, read it, whatever. When I read the Bible, most of the time, I read it out loud where I can hear myself read the Word of God. I'm hearing it go in my ears, 
get down inside of me. Out of the abundance of what's in me is what comes out of me. I want to be, I want to have the abundance of the word so word comes out. If you find yourself in more strife than you do in the love of God, it's because there's not enough word inside to be coming out. If your first reaction is anger when someone does something you don't like, not enough word. I didn't say that there's not going to be situations where people get angry and you're, you're frustrated and you want to throw in the towel and you feel this way and that way and people do things against you. Yeah, that stuff's there and it's going to continue to be there and the more word you put inside of you, the more opportunities will come because the enemy will pull every stop out to try to discourage you and do what? Separate you from God. Then you get over here and you start saying, you know what? Ah, stuff pastor preaches, I think it's a bunch of crap. Tells me to speak the word, ain't nothing changing in my life. See, all of a sudden, you've separated yourself. Because now, you're speaking based on how it looks, instead of based on faith in God's word. You can talk, it's easy. It's easy to do nothing. It's easy to sit around and talk. You can be at work, somebody didn't like the boss, somebody didn't like what's going on at work, So they start talking bad about somebody else. It's easy to jump in. Oh, yeah, that worthless piece of... It's easy to jump in and join in. How many have ever done that? Don't raise your hand. Don't raise your hand. It's easy to do that. Yeah? Something else, when someone comes to you and they want to rip someone up because of something that's really going on inside of them, and for you to just look at them and just say... And just move on. You're not going to be real popular, you know. And then people probably start talking about you. Well, who does she think she is, or he think he is? I told him something. They acted like they didn't even give a crap. It's not easy, but when you got the abundance of the word inside of you, you're empowered to be able to do those kind of things. And that's what changes your whole life. You begin to see things you've never seen before. Destiny begins to happen when you just start changing what you say because it changes your whole attitude. Whole attitude. So, I want to read this. I want to read two passages and I'm done. Uh, Galatians 2. In verse 20. For I, I, have been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ that lives in me. Who am I today? I'm this guy right here. I'm Galatians 2.20. I am Galatians 2.20. Amen? I've been crucified with Christ. It's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. The life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in, in essence, what the Son of God did, who loved me and He gave Himself for me. So, so what I am is I am this person who was something else, But who am I today? Who am I today? I'm a dead man with the life of Christ living on the inside of me. 
And now, the way he laid down his life, I'm laying down my life. You see, the problem with that is... The, the problem with that is that this is the picture that that has. It has this picture. I'm telling you that that's who I am. I'm telling you I'm that guy. So it looks like that I'm talking down to a bunch of worthless scumbags that don't live that way. A lot of times people hear things like that. See? No. No, you can talk to my wife and kids about things that I don't do exactly right. They'll tell you things if you are asked to ask them questions, and they better not tell you nothing. No, no. But, but if you were to sit with them and, and ask, no, no. I'm telling you that by faith in God, I'm that dead man, and Christ is alive on the inside of me, and I'm not now, I'm not living for me. I'm laying my life down for the good of other people. And you know, i got to work that thing out every day of my life. Every time that I get involved in something, it gets screwed up. But, it's it, but he says, the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in, in essence in what the Son of God did. He loved me and he laid his life down for me. So now I'm loving people, loving God, loving people, laying my life down. That's, that's, my, that's my destiny for the rest of my life. I don't live for myself. It took me 35, almost 36 years to figure that out. <laughs> I don't live for me. And see, what happens is the more dead you live, the more alive Christ is and the more fulfillment that you get in living dead. <laughs> see, see, you're dead to the flesh, not dead in your relationship with God. That's what I want alive. I don't want, you know, the burnt man alive. I want him to be dead and I want to be alive in Christ. That's who I am. See, and, and you have to take ownership of that even when you screw up and do things that aren't right and you've been ugly to someone else. You've got to hear a word like this and begin to make it more and more and more a part of your life and put it to work and rest and camp out in that world of what that looks like. So, Ephesians 1 and verse 3, and I'll end with this. Who are you? Verse 3. Blessed be the God and the Father. Okay, now, now, now watch this. I'm going to read it this way. I'm reading it like I'm saying it over myself so that you can catch reading it, saying it over yourself. I bless the God and Father of my Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed me with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ. That's who I am. I'm blessed with every spiritual blessing. Just as He chose me 
before the foundation of the world that I should be holy and without blame before him in love. He predestined me as a, through adoption as a son. I'm a son of God. I'm not a servant. I'm not a slave. I'm a son. I'm a son. I can come up to the table of the throne of God. I can come to his banqueting table and I can receive anything and everything that he says I can have. That's who I am. I'm not, I'm not some scum of the earth, worthless piece of trash because of the mistakes I've made. I, we could sit around all night and talk about how everybody's made mistakes. Now listen to me. Uh, how many ever been to AA? Raise your hand. AA, real high. You've been to AA? Okay, doesn't matter. Okay, I'm not against AA. My family bought stock in it. You know, we, we, we invested many, many years of our life in AA, Alcoholics Anonymous, okay? But this is what they say when you sit in a meeting at AA. I'm going to change my name to protect the innocence of my life. I'm going to call myself Johnny. My name is Johnny, and I'm an alcoholic. And you're taught, once you're an alcoholic, you're always an alcoholic. And every time that you meet around the circle, you state your name, I'm Johnny, and I'm an alcoholic. I'm not. And I was, but old things are passed away, <laughs> and everything is brand new. See, see, see. listen, everybody say, God bless AA. Okay, bless them, bless it, bless it, bless it. They've done great work. They've helped lots of people. Okay, I'm not against them. I'm just saying you can't tell yourself what you've been as though you are and you always will be and never make a change. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and as a man sees himself as, as a result of what he says, he is that way, and he'll remain that way for the rest of his life. Just one drink away. Man, sober seven years. But in the back of his mind, he's one drink away. One drink away. One mistake away. One mistake, one thing, one thing. No. Uh -uh. Paul said, one thing I do. Forgetting what's behind, I press toward the mark. And what's the mark? What Jesus did. That's the mark. And you know what? As you press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, and you, and you, you gain victory, what happens to the mark? It moves up. <laughs> and, and there's no top. It just keeps moving up. So I begin to perceive myself in a greater way who I am in Him, and the mark moves up, and I keep moving up and up and up. And you never top out. You don't, you don't get to the Super Bowl of confessions. Won the Super Bowl, got the ring, and that's it. No, we keep moving. It keeps moving up. He is the Super Bowl. Amen? 
He is that, and He's already won it all, and it's ours to have, and, it's, and there's never an end to it. So we can continue to grow and change in our thinking and change in our mind and become everything that God created us to be. We are who He says we are. He predestined us. He predestined me as a son by Jesus Christ according to the good pleasure of His will. It was His pleasure that I'd be His boy. He's my daddy. I'm his boy. It's his good pleasure that I'm his boy. He loves me. He looks down on me. And he, man, good job. Good job. Good job. Don't say that. Don't say that. Don't say that. You know, you know what? And, and I, I'm really going to stop. But you know what? He watches everything that happens with us. And when he hears me, telling myself I'm a loser you know what he says I believe he cries because he says you know what don't say that I can't help you see because death and life is not in the power of God to me death and life he gave to me in the power of my tongue in his power did you hear me so so every time I say something out of my mouth that doesn't line up with his word, don't, don't, don't say that because I can't do anything for you because you, don't, you won't believe it. No matter, no matter if an angel came and stood at the end of your bed, you might believe it for two weeks, but you'll go back to how you think up here. I can't help you. I've already done everything for you. It's all done. It's all accomplished. Your destiny is heaven, but I want you to live in heaven on earth. And it'll never happen if you don't change what you say to change the perception of who you really are inside. Amen? I'm telling you, you're not the same person walking out of here tonight as when you walked in. Just do something with it. Just start. 